Welcome in to another edition of the Par for the Court podcast. Hello. It is April 7th. It's a Thursday. And it's raining today. The Lakers have been eliminated from the playoffs. Eliminated. Yeah, I'd like to apologize on behalf of Par for the Court fans. Uh, we lied. We made an assurance the Lakers would make it. And who would we were have wrong thought on that, that one? The Spurs just would have been like, "All right, time to play." Who would have thought that the Spurs was no Dejounte Murray would beat the Nuggets? Yeah, you can ask Chase. I I made a I made a plan of how the Lakers could get into the plan games that they had to win and the Spurs had to lose, and it didn't go into plan. Cole mapped out a master plan. I put I taped it next to my TV. He, it it got ruined the first night when the Lakers lost to the Pelicans. And then I remade one, another then one. Remade it and it still and it got ruined again. Still didn't work because those dastardly Spurs. Uh, we'd like to, like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Shoes. Um, Chase, I believe you have a story. Yeah, so you know, I just I was taking a stroll yesterday in the uh, sunny Maryland weather, and um, you know. I happened upon a cactus, and that cactus was through my foot, Cole. You stepped on it? Third day in a row, cactus through the foot. You stepped on the cactus. Stepped on the cactus three days in a row. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, there's got to be a better way to got to be a better way. I can't be looking down all the time. I know. How am I going to find birds? That's right. How am I going to look at clouds? Yeah. You can't be looking down, watching where your feet are all the time. So what did you do? You know, I'm, I'm angry about it. You know, I go to Twitter. I'm like, stepped on a cactus third day in a row, SMH. Hella emojis. Yeah. Got pretty good engagement. Okay. Next day, I wake up to a DM from Shoes. Yeah, Shoes, you know, they're they're great. Shoes DM'd us, and they really hooked it up. Um, Three-hour shipping, and they sent us a bunch of pairs. They got all kinds, dude. I mean, the, these things, you know, you, you, you tie them to your feet, and it's like an attachment to your body, you know? it's Yeah. They fit. It feels like you're not even wearing anything, and you can step on as many cactuses as you like. Do whatever you want with them. I mean, um... Before, I used to duct tape two by four uh, pieces of wood to my feet and, you know, really clunky, um, heavy, just overall not convenient, not good. You get clowned a lot wearing two by fours, too. I know. I know from experience. I know. Exactly. You run into things. Nowadays, I'm, I'm wearing shoes and it's like a whole new world. Yeah. Um, big shout out to Shoes for sponsoring this episode of the Par for the Court podcast. Huge thanks to them. Okay. So... We are going to be talking, uh, ranking playoff teams. How who's, who's dangerous out there? Who's dangerous? Who is not dangerous? Chicago Bulls. Um, wow. We'll be talking some injury returns that are huge. We're going to be talking some Miami Heat, very deservedly so. Yeah. And we'll be talking some Nets. And, of course, finish with a breakdown of winning time. Let's go. It's Born for the Court Podcast! Okay, so Lakers missed the plan. Um, they're, already, they're already resting everybody, by the way. Everyone, the everyone's, everyone's doubtful. Everyone's doubtful. The Lakers? Yeah. Who would have thought? Well, they're, yeah. Russ, AD, and LeBron are out. That's what I'm saying. So LeBron's not going for the scoring title? I guess not. I guess this whole year was a waste. It's not a waste. He's that much closer to Kareem, but No, I know, but like it's just like for one thing, I think it's not fair because if he doesn't play, oh he gave he gave up on his team. If he does play, he just wants to get the scoring title. I think it's better that he doesn't play, honestly. I think that's um, the better route for him. Uh, I don't care what people think. That's that's that would get less hated on than him like coasting the last well, not even coasting the last three games, going out there. With no playoff implications, after not playing on a sprained ankle in the elimination game just to get the scoring title, okay, how's that going to look? I guess you're right, but either way, it's still a lose-lose, and this is less of a lose. Maybe, um, yeah, the elimination game. I mean, I just it was very evident just how good the Suns are. I mean, time and time again, they get down and they are unwavering the unwaveringly themselves. Honestly, yeah. I was ready to. I was. I was on the brink of texting you. Oh, the Lakers are going to win when they were up. I think fourteen to start the game, and then I reminded myself. Oh wait, they're playing the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, the Suns are just so like. Yeah, we'll, we'll let them get a little bit ahead. We'll let them think. Just let them have fun, dude. 
I mean, the Lakers are just they, when they when they when they're making when they're knocking down shots consistently, they're good. But when they're not, they are really bad. And then when you know things start to slip and it's a sign of trouble, then they just oh we got we got to take a bunch of quick shots. We really we got to we got to make crazy plays to get ourselves back into it instead of sticking to what was working. Yeah, just overall the whole season, terribly constructed team, terrible luck with injuries. Um, AD was never himself. This was probably AD's worst year in a while. Worst year ever, actually. Worse than his rookie year, I think. Really? Yeah. Hundred um, percent. I mean, to pe- like to think back to the bubble finals, there was an argument of Giannis versus AD. And now that's like I remember, I'm dead serious. I was debating with my teammates during this is during the finals last year. Yeah. I was debating with my teammates who was better, Anthony Davis or Giannis, and I was obviously on Giannis' side, and no one agreed with me. Not a single – I'm dead serious. I didn't get the support of one person. I asked my coaches. I asked all my teammates. No one thought Giannis was better than Anthony Davis, and I was awestrucken. And if you ask somebody now, if yeah, it's anyone's cra- – It's the craziest question ever. If if you if you were to ask that question, you'd be laughed off the face of the earth, because it's not even close. It's yeah. not even close. I mean, and not to mention, Giannis does not care about looking cool. He doesn't care about what people think. He doesn't care about anything except for doing well, no. winning games, and doing what has to be done. And that's what he does. Right. I mean, one of my favorite comparisons the whole entire NBA is Giannis. And Ben Simmons, because they somewhat have a reverse career arc. Almost. Well, yeah, that was a thing at a point too. Okay, Ben Simmons comes in with all the expectations in the world, rightfully so, because he was he was he was titled as the next LeBron, which he had the skill set in place to do that. There was potential there, yeah, but it's all he did was crazy. work on his game. Ben Simmons has not gotten a single bit better on the offensive side of the floor. Of the floor. Not even a little bit better. Yeah. And that's and that's serious. And as a matter of fact, his numbers have dropped off since his rookie year. Yeah. Number one, number two, I'm going to Giannis' side. He came in, no expectations. I saw a video of an interview he had in, I think, his second or third year. And he said he wants to be the MVP one day. And this is quite serious. All the reporters in the room laughed. And yeah. Giannis, when he, was, when, he was, when he was starting the league, he had no muscle mass. He couldn't handle the ball. He couldn't shoot. He was a guy. He was he was just the biggest project. He couldn't even he couldn't even get to the game. He had to run to the game. Oh, that that's that's my favorite. That's my favorite money. story ever. Yeah. Um, but he has constantly worked at his game. He's improved his uh, shooting at all three levels of the court tremendously, and he's not afraid to shoot free throws in the big moments. He's not afraid to shoot threes in the big moments. Other day, he passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for Bucks all-time leading scorer list on a step back three in the clutch to beat the Nets. That says all you need to know about this guy. Yeah, I mean, his game has progressed immensely over the years, like you said, and it just speaks to, one, his work ethic, and two, like, just him realizing what's there for him and taking it, as opposed to Ben Simmons, who, okay, well, he had the contract and that type of thing, and, you know, it. he had the money, so he was like, all right, I'm good now. But, like, he didn't think like that. He just he just thought he could rest on his laurels, of which he has none, except for winning, like, Gatorade Play of the Year. Yeah. Can we go back to the Lakers for a second? Okay. Just macro point of view for the Lakers and going into this offseason. Is Vogel gone? Yeah, one million percent. They already announced that, basically. Um, yeah, they did announce that. It, I think I one met, of the— Is, is Polinka gone? Oh, uh, no. Why? I mean, he should be, but like— He should be, but like— 100% should be. The problem— would, You know who I get? Kurt Rambis. <laughs> They're saying he's in talks. He's, he's in been meetings, in yeah. he's been in the right rooms. Did you know that? He's the been fact, in the right the rooms. The fact that Karamis is in the rooms is like he's the in the rooms. Thing. Oh man, old Kurt's showing up today. Um, nah, I mean the thing that I kind of feel for Palinka about is he. This isn't this isn't his role. You know what he's good at? He's good at a Miami Heat esque finding diamonds in the rough. You know, get drafting good guys, which historically. He's he has, done he's extremely well, yeah. well, extremely, especially in places where you wouldn't expect to get good players. Josh Hart, 30th pick. Kuzma, I don't know what he was, but he was late. He was 20. Reeves, he was late. Finding THT, 
I mean, although well, he's faltered a little bit with his with his uh, new stardom, he's you know lost his way in the progression. Um, yeah. But he just time and time again was getting good guys. And if you look at those that he drafted that have left the team, they're doing amazing, yeah, and doing they would great. have loved to have have all those guys. I mean, but what he what he's not good at is scrapping together vet minimum players to combine with this already um, unfit team. But, like, how much of it is him making the decisions? Like, obviously, the AD trade is a win. I don't care what anybody says. They got a title out of it. You won the the trade. It's a win. But, like, how much of it is Rob Palinka's decision-making versus the ownership saying, we have to do this? It's like, this is a winning move, but it really didn't help at all. And, you know, even even the LeBron factor of LeBron telling them what to do. I always think of it this way. The biggest moves, the biggest moves by far, i.e. the Russell Westbrook trade, the Anthony Davis trade, that is everyone in the organization coming together and all deciding, like, okay, this this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, obviously the Russell Westbrook trade, they got way too caught up in big three culture, especially in this um, world of duos, as we're seeing today. Um, they're like, oh, if we get three stars, boom, we're going to be good. Yeah. Which their depth is what really won them the championship. And they're great defensive players all around. That's what got them. Yeah. But, you know, forget that. Uh, one one injured series. Oh, we got to blow it up now. Um, yeah, they completely lost their identity yeah, this year. But what those, what like, you know, GMs do is they get all the little pieces and put it, to, put it all together. And Rob Palinka wasn't able to do that. The little pieces he got were Trevor Ariza averaged, I think, four points a game. They just cut him, actually, today. Yeah. Um, none, who, not his that's fault. not his fault. Not his that, fault. That, I think that's a good pickup. I, th- I thought it was a good pickup, too, especially, I mean, the options. That was the best option out there. Yeah. Um, Bazemore. He's ready if available. Bazemore. Kent Bazemore is ready if needed. He's ready if needed. He's ready if needed, but no one wants him to be ready. No one needs him to be ready. If he needed. doesn't even have a seat on the bench. He just sits no. on those blocks everybody sits on. By the way, if you're ever watching Lakers League Pass, just look out for Kent Bazemore during the during the timeout uh, festivities because he is standing up clapping. He loves the shooting contest. For those random players or random people in the crowd shooting. He's like he's out there rebounding, cheering them on. Like yeah. He's in it. Yeah. Um, I mean – None of their none of their veteran uh, pickups worked. You know, it did work well, which shows Polinka's talent. Wayne and Gabriel, Stanley Johnson, Austin Reeves. Yeah, the in season pickups. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are undervalued guys that he saw potential in that he could you know he could put pieces together and do something with, and those guys worked. But end of the day, those guys aren't going to single handedly get you out of the play or get you into the plan did you see what magic said this week about the DeRozan stuff yeah but that was the numbers didn't match up with that yeah the, it, I was gonna say like the stuff that he was saying how they could have gotten DeRozan and kept Kuzma and KCP somehow there's no way yeah because in a sign and trade you're gonna have to give some pieces up and arguably you would have to give more to San Antonio because it's the same conference and they're like no screw that we're not giving him to a Western Conference foe yeah um I mean it doesn't matter that they're not contending Popovich is still like that. Um, I don't think they would have. Okay, what I think would have happened though is they wouldn't have gotten Caruso back. I don't think they would have had to give up. Still could have gotten Caruso back. I don't think so because what what also would have went down was the Buddy Heald trade. I think both of those would have happened. I think because remember they don't have they wouldn't have enough assets for that. No, because I remember they to get the Rosen and Heald. No way. That's not true, dude. How? Oh my gosh. Because how? In a sign and trade, it's mostly contracts. They would have had to give up a few picks, maybe, but it's mostly contract filler to make it match up. I think the Lakers would have given up some of the picks that they gave to, the, to DC, and then for the heel trade, they would have given up Kuzma and they would have let Caruso go. Yes, yes. No, I don't see that. I think they get healed and Rosen because if you remember back, the decision the was healed or Westbrook. The Kings way overvalued. Healed. No. Yeah. Kuzma is undoubtedly more valuable than him. It would have been Kuzma and maybe a pick. So what do they send to San Antonio? They send I I don't I didn't I don't I don't memorize their contract situation last year. It would have been something to make the contracts match up and a couple picks, probably the ones that they give gave away in the Westbrook trade. But I I mean that's the one thing. 
Magic was two-thirds right. They couldn't have gotten Caruso back if they got both DeRozan and Heald because DeRozan wasn't, wasn't trying to sign for a cheap-ass contract to, to you know, Yeah, he wasn't getting chase. a homer deal. He was, he was, he was, he wanted a real he deal. He wanted a decent deal, at least, at is, least $20 This million. is probably his last big contract. At least, so yeah, exactly. That. At least $20 million. Um, But I think they would have gotten Buddy Heald, and that team obviously would have been way better. Way better. Yeah. I just don't understand how, like, I, I under the one like. When this trade happened, I wanted to be like, yeah, this could work, but I knew right away it wasn't, because Westbrook and LeBron both are ball dominant players. That's just a fact. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. They're, what their thinking was, oh, we'll we'll let, we'll be able to we'll be able to have LeBron uh, yeah, rest the Tuesday nights in Detroit. Like Westbrook will come because on. Westbrook will be the guy in those Westbrook games. Westbrook plays hard every night. And he but, does. He still does. But how does that help you in the finals when, well, evidently not in the finals, how does it help you in the playing game yeah, in the, when the game slows down? Well, how does that help you early April to get into the playing game? How does that help you early April to get into the playing game when we're down with two minutes left and we need to spread the floor out? Or, and if or anyone five helps, on the Pelicans. Yeah. <laughs> you need to spread the floor out. ISO for LeBron, and if anyone overhelps, he's going to dish it right to you for the three, or you cut to the basket. Westbrook doesn't cut, and Westbrook doesn't knock down threes. Never what does that leave you? A dead body standing on the perimeter as his defender is watching LeBron try and create. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's enough uh, Lakers talk, though. I mean, I think our, I think our thousands of listeners, you yeah, know, that heard like, enough about the that Lakers. That was like 10, 15 minutes of Lakers, but um, yeah. Um, so the Nets, big win last night against the Knicks, comeback win. Comeback win. Um, they were down like 15. They were down the entire game until, um, around 10.30 left in the game. They're down one. And then they just, boom, go on a huge stretch. They win by, what, 17, 15, something like that? That sets up. Is that much? But yes. And that sets up for a big game on Friday. This is a big game for a lot of reasons. They're playing the Cleveland Cavaliers, Okay. Rumor has it Mobley will be back. Uh, Jared Allen might be back. Um, but this game is for the seventh seed. That yeah. means home court advantage. Two chances at the play-in. No, that means a lot. One number one home court advantage in the seven-eight uh, matchup. But number two, this gives Nets one hundred percent assurance that they will be in the seven-eight game, which is what they really want. You don't want to be in a situation where you have to win two games in a row. No, you, you can't don't. have two must-wins. You don't, especially with the mileage that they've put on their guys. I mean, Kevin Durant, I mean, you know, he missed a lot of time already with a knee injury. Kyrie's fresh as a daisy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I just don't want to have those extra mileage on KD when he's going to have to carry me through a playoff series, whichever playoff series I get into. Um, but the Nets are I'm, – I'm honestly very confused by everyone's, you know, being so high on them because their past few games, they've played really bad teams close – and they haven't been able to finish games out, really. I mean, obviously, the Knicks, that's a good win. but Well, not really. It's a bad team. But they just lost to the, the Knicks. The Knicks have no reason to win. So that's yeah, not like... But they lost to the Hawks. They lost to the Bucks, which was a huge statement game. Although they played well defensively, I mean, Middleton shot pretty poorly, though, that game. So I don't read so much into that. But, I mean, they had the third best odds to win the finals crazy and this is a team that can't guard anybody they just don't and, they don't have the depth to do really anything this year i feel like yeah and my my take on the simmons i don't think i would i'm assuming he's not going to play a playoff game no he's not he's not coming back There's i no mean he, he's way too much of a baby to go and risk it all going into a playoff game as his first game and it's already announced that he's not going to play in the play-in or regular season yeah i don't see that i don't see him jumping in and playing his first game in the playoffs um especially with how scared he is of doing anything outside of shooting a wide-open layup, which evidently he's even too scared to do that sometimes. Yeah, he is. I mean, but any I, one thing I know for sure, whatever series they're going to be in, it's going to be close, but I'm not like terrified if I see them well, on I the other side. To win playoff series, they're going to have to score 120, 130, like four times. Which they're night. capable of. They can do it, but like that's... Not the sustainable. That's not what to you win want. A playoff series, especially. Yeah, every single game, Katie's gonna have to. Okay, this is barring, which this happens. We could go out and see teams have bad shooting nights. Yeah, and that will warrant very good for the net side. 
But I almost every single game, Katie's going to have to play upwards of 38 minutes for them to win. Which is not terrible in the playoffs. There's enough rest in between games for Katie to recover from that. Yeah, true that. Um, but overall, it's just going to be every single series, including the play-in, it's going to be a grind. It's yeah. going to be a grind. And let's just say they – this is the fa- – let's say they played the Suns in the, play- in the finals – I see no chance in hell no that that's beating a team Absolutely with DeAndre no Ayton at, at, at their starting center. By the way, huge news out of the Suns today. Wave Frank Kaminsky. What? Huge news. No. Yeah, everybody's talking about it. I don't know how you haven't heard about it yet. No, I, I heard, but I mean, it's just still. Are you like just trying I, to block it out? I, really, I was doing my best. I mean, who? what are they going to do when they need a guy to run out and high-five people It's yeah. and a timeout? That's it's a needed. tough blow. I mean, Booker Devin Booker's morale when he doesn't get a guy like, hey, up up top, Dev. Yeah. Right after the timeout, it's gonna go down. That's gonna that's gonna have an effect late in game. Like that stuff messes with teams mentally. I know. Um, now, if you are um, if you're James Jones, if you're Robert Sarver, do you buy um, do you buy a do you give Frank Kaminsky a courtside seat for the rest of the playoffs? I would. One of those, like, right next to the bench. Like, right next to the bench. Right, like, right next to Monty Williams. Uh, I make sure he's still stockpiled with Suns gear. Yeah. Make sure. Yeah. He can put the warm-up stuff on. Yeah. I mean, who? maybe you have him sit in layup lines. It's just a fact of, like, if somebody, if, like, a, a fan runs onto the court, security's like, whoa. No, but Frank Kaminsky, I put him super fan level. Okay. Super fans. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, um, he has that Jay Huff level effectiveness. Just being around a program, he's going to elevate you. Jay Huff, um, Frank Kaminsky, Jason Smith, all in the same, yeah, same category. Yeah, all in the same category. Um, yeah, but the Suns, there's just no way the Nets could beat them. Not even a chance. Uh, they, it would be, they run too high level of action. It's almost impossible for them to get out of the first round to me. What? Okay, that's not true. Yeah. I mean... I not s- not the first round. I don't know why. The Eastern Conference. It's almost impossible. I say we jump right into the rankings because this kind of lends itself to it. But if you're if you are Steve Nash... stuff. Uh, you're, you're Coach Steve Nash. I'm Coach Steve. Who do you want Steve. in that second seed? Because right now we have – it was a 3 a tie yesterday. The Celtics won yesterday, so they're now a half game ahead of Bucks Sixers. And Boston and Milwaukee play tonight. Yeah, so that's an enormous game. But it could be Celtics, Bucks, or Sixers in the two seed. The Heat have pretty much locked up the first seed. Um, they don't have any hard games left, really. Um, yeah, I don't so, see them moving. Who who do you want? I know who I want. Well, if Philly gets the second seat, obviously, but that's you want Philly. If I'm Brooklyn, yeah. I mean the Embiid thing, but they could fall apart so easily. It's true. You know what? You're actually changing my mind a little bit. I Out was of Philly, Boston, Milwaukee. It's like I was set on Boston. I mean, no. they just lo- they just lost their center. They're going to be without uh, Williams, who's a big Celtics difference maker. Don't have a center. That's what the I just Nets, said. The Nets don't have a center either. That's what I'm saying. So that's like it kind that of was their, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What are you saying? What? What are you saying? The Celtics lost their center. That's good for the Nets. What? I don't think that makes a huge difference. It does, actually. Because the Celtics, or the Nets, evidently have struggled most against good size. Is this is this okay, not well? Then the Celtics go smaller, and Brooklyn can't guard that either. Okay, I'm I'm just saying. I'd rather play the Celtics without their starting their their center, who's a top ten center in this league, in my opinion. I'm still taking the Celtics over the Nets in a seven game series. So you you have you're giving the the Nets no chance of getting the first round because they're going to be playing one of these teams. Out of these, th- I think it's possible, but I'm taking these three teams over the Nets every time. It's I think very possible. I I I give it a toss up if it's Celtics or Sixers. Bucks, they're gonna lose to. Yeah, the Bucks are not to be played with. Right the Bucks now. are too good. Um, all but right, the Sixers could implode at any point. James Harden just gets tired sometimes, and it's just like James. Eh. I I oh, there's a game today. Okay, Harden made them worse, and I will stand by that. For the rest of my days, Harden yeah, I don't made know, them. Worse. I don't know what it is with like. He's good right when he gets traded, and then I have no respect for this guy. After that, it's like doesn't work. I have not. A, I don't. Even, I don't even have an answer respect for this guy anymore. Like, what I about think, a kilo? Not no, no, no. 
that's bigger than an ounce. No. Yeah, it is. I don't know if you went to measurement school, but I did. I got a oh, certificate. I've been to measurement school. Uh, I, I probably in like the Northeast because the best measurement schools are in the South. I've been to one in the South. Southwest. Don't, okay, don't believe you. Um, Moving on. Harden, this past these past two years has put a ginormous stain, a ginormous strip club size stain on his legacy. How big is a strip club stain? Like huge. Oh, okay. I'm talking like if like a strip club was soaking wet and then it fell on Harden's legacy. That's how big of a stain that it left. He has just the way he's acted, the way he's played, the way he's taken care of his body, the way he's gone about his his business is just so bad. Yeah, I mean, I've made this take probably five years ago when Harden was still in Houston and it was well, the, are the Rockets ever going to beat the Warriors? That type of thing. I made this take a while ago that Harden will never win a championship. No. And that, I, take, that take changed right away when he went to the Nets, like for that couple weeks where he was like point guard Harden and facilitating. No. And it's flipped back ever since. I had yeah. the— So that's been ut- my stance on Harden for a while. I had the utmost respect for James Harden when he was in Houston. I mean, so well, except for that last year, obviously, when Steven Silas took over. He had— some of my most fond memories of that stretch was watching that team play in the big shots he'd make, and they were the okay. They were the closest. I never bought in. They were the closest ever to. They were up three one. Never bought in against the Warriors. Never they got they got bad injury luck. They got bad injury luck straight I've up. Been stamped as a huge Steph Curry, huge Kevin Durant guy. I've never bought into that Houston team. Okay, well they were up three one against just... them, and Chris Paul got hurt, who was their second best player. That's a huge loss, and it was no fault of Harden's because that series, he did show up, okay? And in the elimination game, they went, what was it? They missed like 33 pointers in a row. I don't think it was 30. It was like 27, it I think. Very, it might have been like 3 for 27. Somebody's and sticking out. That's, that's what it was. And it was just the worst luck, a, the most, I'm going to say the most notable, like, like three-point driven team in the world. Like that was their thing. Shooting threes. And they just had the worst shooting night they've ever had as a team in the elimination game. And it sucks. But he just tarnished he just threw it all away. Um Oh, they missed twenty seven straight threes. They missed twenty seven straight. That's what it was. I mean, yeah, that was just that was that was a that was bad, but they they proved to be unlucky against the otherwise impenetrable Golden State team with Kevin Durant, which ruined basketball for a stretch there. But it's the greatest team of all time. Un- unquestionably. Um, but yeah, now I just don't have any respect for Harden. And honestly, I feel like seeing him on the top seventy five list and like having like Dwight Howard left off, that make like that makes me mad now. Even yeah. though he he is a top seventy five player, but like after the season, I don't think he deserves the respect from the basketball community enough to garner such a selection. Yeah, I mean sure Dwight Howard's a clown like all the time, but he's still the top seventy-five basketball. But he's player. a lovable clown. He, he doesn't really. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't do. He doesn't blatantly do no messed up stuff. Harden Dwight's, does. Dwight's just here to have a good time. But he like, for four or five years, he was the best center in the league. That's right. And he, he, he led a team to the finals. Yeah. That's right. There. He should have. He should have won MVP. Never mind about what happened in the finals. But go ahead. Five games. All right. Let's. Um, do you want to rank the East first? Yeah. Top five. Okay. Number you wanna, one. You want to both do. You do five, I do five? Or you do your number five, I do my number five, and then go down from there? Okay, yeah. Um, number five, I have the 76ers. All right, I'm going Brooklyn at five. Brooklyn at five? Yeah. Okay. At four, I have the Nets. Four, I have Philly. Okay. At three, I have the Celtics. Three, I have Miami. <laughs> at two... I have Milwaukee. This is just biased, but I have Boston at two. Okay, I have the Heat at one. I have the Bucks at one. Okay. You know who's beaten every single team in the East at full strength? Do I care? Okay. 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 <laughs> you know, you know of these teams, oh, there's only man. of these teams, there's only two teams that <laughs> 
Oh my! Like you, you, you understand. You're a basketball fan. You're an NBA fan. You understand how different regular season games are than the playoffs. You understand that, right? Yeah, I do. But the games and that like I making a statement of like, well, they beat everybody. Like that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. You know, of these five teams, Seven only games, two of them have gone to the finals in the past two years. I don't care. That's you know another which, thing that doesn't matter to me. I'm okay. talking about right here, right now. Okay. Well, right here, right now, the Heat sit at the number one seed. This is easily the most disrespected team in like the history of one seeds. I think I you, can ser- stand you search by that. for disrespect for the Heat. That's what you do. No, I don't because yeah. it's evident. It, uh, well, They've they beaten just, every single team that has that is powerful. Seriously, they beat the Suns, they beat the Celtics, they beat the Bucks by like thirty. By the way, all right, all right. I'm gonna say this: they beat the Sixers. Can I, in the playoffs, the teams with the better top player or top two players normally win. The top two, who is the Heat's top two? Jimmy Butler and Bam. Yeah, that's a Defensive Player of the Year. And a perennial all-star who has dropped forty points, triple forty point triple doubles in a finals game. How many players? Okay, that in top the East, two is not better than Boston's. It's not better than Milwaukee's. It's, better it's than not Boston's. better than Philly's. I think it's better than Boston's. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Uh, Philly's second best player is awful. Jason Tatum is getting MVP votes and is getting like all team thoughts. Let's 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 not kid around. Tatum is he's going to be top five MVP. He's not seriously considered MVP. And Mike MVP at first team. Let's be, let's be serious, though. He's not a serious MVP candidate. He's way better he than Jimmy Butler this not year. A, that's because Jimmy's been injured. Uh, guess who is averaging 26 points a game in the past six games? Jimmy Butler. Okay. Guess who's shooting 40? Tatum's averaged 29 the whole year. Okay. Jimmy Butler isn't just a sell. The, the, the Heat's offense isn't just to get Jimmy Butler buckets. The whole entire Celtics Neither offense is, Celtics. is Brown and Tatum um, scoring options. Opportunities. Okay. And all the Heat do is have Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero score. That's not even the slightest bit true. Max Strews and Duncan don't, Robinson. Don't talk shoot about threes. Max Strews. I, I, all I said was they shoot three. I guess you've never seen a Heat game. I watched year. the Heat game. I watched the Heat game live. That's really not what they do. Like, it is. No, it's not. They don't get banned the ball enough. If they got if they got banned the ball more, I would think more. When about Bam my, is being aggressive, my duo we rank. get him the ball. We feed him the ball. Bam just some games isn't aggressive, which guess what? In the past stretch, he problem. has been. It's not. It's him. They urge him all the time to Are be you more aggressive. When they urge him? Oh my gosh. I'm in the right circles. You're buddy. in trapezoids. You're not in circles. I'm in all the circles needed to know all I need to know You're about this so team. Far from and circles, guess what? You're in spheres. You know what's important in the playoffs? I'd say most important. Defense. You know yeah. who matches up the best with all these five teams? Like, has the best collection to guard any of these teams. They're fit for all these teams. A lot of the teams I can point to. They're good, but they don't match up well with this team. The Heat match up well with every single one of these teams, and that's something you can't deny. Is is are you denying this? I'm not denying it, but I exactly. think there's a lot of other good defensive teams. The Bucks are great. The Celtics have been the best defensive team in the league this year. Um, the Bucks have been less or been worse than people talk about. People are not talking about how that, but they're that's the other thing though. The Bucks are a championship team, so we know they have it when it's needed. It like it's been an upward trend for the Bucks this whole year because of a what they went through in the finals. It's hard to come back from a finals loss, and two with Middleton and it was and Drew Holiday, Holiday in the Olympics. I I'm blanking on that for some reason. By the way, Drew Holiday just had like a do you know how first do you know how bad a finals hangover is for teams? It's very hard. Olympic on top of that is ridiculous. Like those two are just coming into form now. Giannis is the best player in the league. Brooke Lopez is just coming into form now. Middleton, down year. Holiday, down year. It, Lopez, missed hella time. Iso Bob is going to be getting less minutes, which people aren't talking about. That's going to have a huge impact. No, it's not. That's kind of a joke. But I just, I'm not as scared of this Milwaukee team as I was last year. Last year, Dude, I Bucks knew have, we were going to lose. The Bucks have men, like, throughout. So, and the Heat don't. We have PJ. No. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, like, you're... Two of your top five scoring options are Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, who can't defend. They're just going to be not true. Like, it is. I hate to say this because he's my favorite player in the league, but Duncan Robinson has been 
not starting, and he's been getting a lot less minutes. Okay? He's going to be playing. There's a reason. He's going to be playing spot minutes, and we're playing better defenders now that are still scoring. And guess what? Your best, your best scoring option, statistically, is Tyler Hero. stay on the floor and at the end of game. That's literally not true. It is. Actually, because guess it what? Is. He's not even top 50 in most points given up in isolation plays. You're okay? not top five as far as two at Talica, so take that. Good one, dude. Tyler Hero is not unplayable in the clutch, and that's evident to the fact. Damn near. Oh, yeah? Well, guess what? Every single team is not going to have five lockdown defenders or isolation scores that they're going to be giving the ball in the end of the game. And guess what? The you top, know what the Heat do? The top three do. Five players up and down? Who's, who's Boston the, who, has five. Who's the fifth guy? Who's their fifth guy that's going to be playing in the clutch? Boston that's going to be ISO. Who's their fourth guy that's going to be ISOing in the clutch? You're saying four ISO guys? Who's their fourth guy that's going to be playing in the clutch ISO, they, that they want the ball on his Dude, that hands ISOing? That doesn't matter. Whoever Tyler Hero's card. Oh my Tyler gosh. Hero can you be know what? Grant Williams. Do you know and what we do? They'll just set a ball screen. Do you know what we do? We don't switch in matchups that aren't favorable to us. Okay, then we in pass the, the ball. Then they pass the okay, ball. Okay, then we're going to force the ball out of the guys that they want to score his hands then. How about that? How you have nothing what? to say. You have nothing to say. I do. That's what you said. How about what? I do. Because you say things so fast that I don't, don't even hear what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, I just had a voice crack. Let's do go, something let's, about let's it. Let's go to the West. Let's go, let's go to the West. No. Forget. No. Clearly, you aren't if, as educated as me. All right. I'm going to end it like this. If the Heat don't come out of the East, who do you think is coming out of the East? Because obviously, that's your pick right now. Who comes out of the East? Um, I think it's either Milwaukee or Brooklyn. Milwaukee or Brooklyn. No respect to the young gun Celtics, huh? I don't respect the Celtics. I yeah, don't think that they will beat the Nets. I don't think they'll clear. beat. I think I think that is a playoff team. Yeah, it's a playoff team, but they haven't done anything in the playoffs yet. See, why aren't you disrespecting the Heat at the level you're disrespecting the Celtics? Because the Celtics have done far less in the playoffs than the Heat. But we're not going to talk about that. That's the subtle disrespect that we okay. get. Exa- oh, now he's smiling. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you just got caught. Because the Celtics not haven't smiling. done diddly squat I'm not in the playoffs. In the pl- squat. They haven't done anything they, since Kyrie left the team. They got to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, when Kyrie was on roster. Kyrie was not playing. He was on roster. Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown, Jason Different Tatum. team. 100% different team. 100% different team. You're, you know who's... You, but it's 100% different team than the Heat. For the Heat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, just because they've gotten better. What? You Like, you can't say that. You We've added Kyle Lowry. Bam Adebayo is three is two years more seasoned. He's now a, a one of the front runners for a defense play of the year. So is Tatum. So is Brown. Both got better. Okay. Guess what? So Tyler Hero is now a 22-point-per-game scorer. The Celtics have added people. Okay. P.J. Tucker, lockdown defender, knockdown three-point shooter. We added him. Okay. Markeith Morris, oh, six games in the season, P.J. Tucker was leading the league in corner three-point percentage. So take that. Yeah, he's had a what little bit of What did he do in the playoffs last year? Um, nothing but lockdown. Ca- Stop not lockdown, it. Not lockdown. Stop it. Played good Stop defense. Stop it. He, he did not. He straight up played good defense. Kevin Durant yes, had 30 every game. And who won the series? It doesn't matter. You can't say P.J. Tucker did a good job. He did a good job. He stayed with him. Exactly. He Kevin did Durant all you 30 can every game. do. What do you what do you want has anyone in the world ever made it to the Kevin no, Durant? No, but can't that's just the most point. tired take of like everybody like TNT just breaks down like PJ Tucker guarding Kevin Durant. They're like, he's strapping him up. Like, no, he isn't. He's doing his best he can. Okay. And guess what? When it came down to it, Kevin Durant didn't have the energy to knock down that last three pointer. He airballed it. His foot's PJ Tucker too drained big. him. That's it. No, no, no. In the last shot he took at the series, he airballed the three to get him into the next game. And you know why? He didn't have the juice to get the ball up. His foot's just too big. Okay. Well, you can't say, like, his energy was that drained to where he couldn't hit the basket. He he airballed for a reason. You think he took all his effort and tried to make that shot, and he airballed because P.J. Tucker wore him down. He he wore him down. Okay. Next team. Next, Next conference. Next conference. Goofball. Before we start with the Western Conference, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Naps. Um, often I find myself very tired during the day. Um, I'm, I'm a busy guy. I have to get a lot of things done. Sometimes I have to stay up late because I'm doing so many things. Um, you know, I would just find myself tired during the day and I'm like, man, what can I do? I can't sleep until nighttime happens. And then we got an email from 
naps. Uh, it's this new thing where during the day, you can actually take time out of your busy schedule and get a quick break. And that is by going to sleep during the day. Um, naps can be anywhere from 10 minutes to four hours. I've seen them. Um, they just, they really rejuvenate you. Um, you know, you set your line for however long you want to sleep. Um, you shut your eyes, uh, maybe throw on a podcast and, or, or you or you just raw dog it and you, you don't listen to anything. Um, and then you wake up after at your alarm, you feel refreshed, you feel rejuvenated. Um, um, naps are just overall a great company. Um, they do a lot of good and I suggest you take a nap today. Shout out to naps. All right. Western conference, top five, most dangerous. Okay. Number five. You say yours first. Number five. Well, spit it out. Jeez. I have the Los Angeles Clippers. That is a great take. It's a great take. I know. Number five. We know. Number five for me. I also have the Clippers, if you can believe that. Whoa. Yeah, that's right. You say you're four, and then I'll say my four. Okay. Go, 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 go. At four, I have the Golden State Warriors. That was my four, god damn it. That's your four? Yeah, that's my four. The Warriors. Yeah. At three, I have the Denver Nuggets. Three? That's right. Huh. Um, okay. I have the Warriors at three. Okay. At two, I have... Actually, yeah, I have the Warriors at three. I'll go Warriors. At two... I have the Dallas Mavericks. Wait. Dallas Mavericks? The one in Texas? Dallas, Texas. At two. At two. I also have the Dallas Mavericks from Texas at two. You do not? Yeah. You trying to copy me or something? No. You're trying to copy me? I'm smart. Okay. At one, I have the Phoenix Suns. The one in Arizona? Yeah. I got them. Arizona Phoenix. Yeah. Um, well, I was ready to debate why the Grizzlies have no shot at winning a playoff series. Um, but we're kind of on the same page on that. Seemingly, you feel the same way. Um, why do you think the Grizzlies have no chance of winning a playoff series? I just think they're too young and like I, this dangerous list is more so who's coming out of the West, like who the top 5 I think can come out of the West. Yeah. I think the Clippers have Kawhi Leonard coming back, who's one of the best players in this league. Yeah. So they have a chance to get there if they get hot. Um, I will be... Did I have Denver at four? Yeah, that's your job, remember. I have Denver at four. Nikola Jokic, MVP, top three player in the league. That's right. He could get his team there. I didn't ask you to run down your list. I just asked you why you thought the... I, I'm. This is why. Okay. Uh, personally... Golden State Warriors, Stephen Curry, they can get there. Per, when, Phoenix and when, Dallas, they can get there. When the Clippers win the seventh seed and the Grizzlies match up with the Clippers is set, personally, every single person I will pass by on the streets, I'm going to tell them, hey, Clippers are going to beat the Grizzlies in this uh, 7-2 matchups. Okay, have are a good day. Are you going to say that before you ask Ninja or Waiter or after? Good one. Um, we'll talk about Ninja or Waiter later. I, dead serious, I am so sure... That the Grizzlies will be losing to the Clippers, it's not even funny. It's not even funny. Well, I think it will go six or seven, but it's, I think it'll be one of the greatest first-round series in a long time. Yeah, I, I didn't say it was going to be a sweep. It's given me Clippers-Spurs vibes back in that the was day. A, that was an amazing... I remember watching... Um, it's already given me Clippers-Spurs I remember watching Spurs Chris Paul's game-winning shot, um, right side of the court, a little bit extended from the hash, backboard, one-handed little floaty over Tim Duncan. With Blake Griffin just like... Falling completely and just hurting himself. Yeah, that was an amazing. That went well for Blake. Yeah, but I mean, this Clippers team—it's almost a reverse passing of the torch. It's a passing of the torch for this season. Yeah, like all right, you guys have had. All right, you guys had your regular season. Now it's our. Now it's our turn. And then the Spurs, Clippers is like you guys have had your time. All those other playoff series. Now it's our turn. If you think about it this way, Tyron Lue Lue has put on a coaching clinic. By developing all of these players on roster that were healthy into being cold-blooded killers 
those who can carry a team in a game to a victory against solid opponents, they scrap, they play hard, and they gut out these games. Yeah. And that's getting them ready for the far lesser role they'll have in the playoffs when Kawhi and Paul George are coming back. They're going to be expected less of. Therefore, they're going to be doing, they're going to be playing out their roles so much harder and so much better because the hierarchies to focus on the hierarchies in place. I don't see any egos in this team aside from maybe Reggie Jackson, but he's still going to be hitting big shots. I don't I know. Question Reggie that. Jackson just has confidence. He doesn't have ego. I don't think at this point. I'm saying I said that's why I said maybe. I don't know him personally, so I can't. Speak By the on way, that. him and PG are really close. I think they have a good understanding yeah. of what's going on. Um, um, Reggie Jackson has a very confident game. He has a very confident way about himself, and he has the ball. He's got that swagger to him. Personally, I'm confident in him when he gets the ball, but. Yeah. We, we all know who's going to be getting the shots at the end of the games, and we all know who's going to be getting the majority of the shots, and that's going to be Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. But this whole entire regular season has geared up all their role players to be ready for this run. I mean, it, it's something to be very scared of. And the rumblings that I've heard, I don't know if you're in these circles or not, but my intel's told me Kawhi Leonard will be back for the playoffs. People are saying. Not the play-in, but the playoffs. And I personally trust very much trust this Clippers team to beat this Wolves team and going back to the Ty Lue point the most tired take in the league is like Ty Lue's adjustments and all that like whatever okay coaches really don't make that many adjustments but I think it's just the fact that Ty Lue's giving all these players confidence and they're just a Ooh, player that go, me, going out there and just plays loose is, yep. a, is a great player Coaches don't make a whole lot of adjustments mid game. Really. Yeah, 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 mid game. That, yeah, just specifying that. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Coaches do a lot. Coaches are important. Um, yeah, but I personally am a big proponent that the Grizzlies. I want them to feel some heartache. I really think they're riding way too high. They're way too confident. They're way too sure of themselves. What's right wrong now. with being confident? No, 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 no. But you can be confident when you've done something. This Grizzlies team. Uh, they went five games with a over, an overhyped Jazz last year. Um, obviously, they've had a historically good regular season as far as you know exceeding expectations. Yeah. But they're riding ridiculously high, and they are they're they're coming into this as if they're proven, and they're not. I mean, I don't even know if it's that they're coming into it as they're proven. They're just coming in it, into it with an attitude of nobody can beat us, and like yeah. a lot of the seasons, that's been true. It's yeah, but, but I think they're they're running into a buzzsaw in the Clippers if they. That's right. By the way, if the Clippers don't get the seven seed, we're going to look like the biggest idiots in the world. They will. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe, probably. Um, they have to win too. It's no, they don't. No, they they're don't. They in don't, the eighth seed. They have y to just be you big Minnesota. dummy. My bad, man. This. This format's complex. It is, but I've, I think I've got it down. I cracked it, but I just, you know, it slips up to once in a while. You cracked the code? I cracked it. Yeah. Okay, um, Mavericks. That's that's other outlier. People are going to be like, why do you have Mavericks too? Simply put, Luka, Luka Doncic is, I I don't know exactly, I should have I looked this up. I don't know what he averaged in the playoffs, but I would say it's around 34. Um, yeah, this is a guy, everyone knows this is, you know, one of the old adages of NBA basketball: when you have the best player in the series, it's a good chance you, or it's 100% possible you can win the series. And I look down the line and I see not a. I I honestly think that Luca is a top two player in the West. Yeah, that's I'm dead serious. He's these like okay in the playoffs, in the playoffs, in the playoffs. Yeah. LeBron's not in the playoffs. And you look at like they're most likely. Opponent, well, which is the Jazz. It's, it's the Jazz or the Nuggets. That's, and like, it'll be the Jazz. The Jazz are a dumpster fire right now. Like Nobody even likes each other. I think, I think if I'm... Mitchell passes the ball to Rudy Gobert twice a game. Twice, that's a stat, by the way. Crazy stat. It's a real stat. He passes the ball. He actually he averages three turnovers a game and two passes, and two to, passes Gobert's to Gobert's a game. Gobert. That means he passes the ball to the other team more than he does to Gobert. Um, anyways, um, yeah, if I'm the Nuggets, I'd like to keep that six seed... There are two games ahead of the Wolves and only um, one game behind the Jazz, but I'm making sure I stick with that um, six seed because I want to play the Warriors who don't have elite um, front court defenders. Yeah, um, not at all. They're very skinny in the front. Um, court. I mean, again, I'm not. I wouldn't be afraid of the Mavericks 
uh, front court defenders. You know, Kleba is you you could put him in the cook, cookbook, but Kleba, Kleba Powell. They play Kleba at the five in crunch time. That's a fact. You watch many Mavericks well, games. Kleba's not a bad defender, first off. Yeah, but he's not big enough and strong enough to guard Jokic. Okay, that's the same thing as like, well, nobody can guard Kevin Durant. Nobody can guard Jokic. Okay, no one in this league. I'm Only saying, Dwight Howard. I'm in saying the bubble. I'd rather, I'd, if I'm the Nuggets, I'd rather put the Warriors than the Mavericks. Um, yeah, I think that that that's anyone series. People talk about how close the East is. The West is. This is just the West the, is stacked too. This is this is just a crazy league. This league. This league. This man. league, man. This league. Um, what else can you say? There's nothing else to say. Um, but yeah. Um, again, Jazz obviously left out of our rankings because just they're not gonna win. And it's the Utah um, Jazz. Donovan Mitchell is fed up. I'd say morale might be lower than it was after Gobert started coronavirus. After Gobert gave every uh, Gobert stopped the world. By the way, nobody, yeah. uh, nothing else did. Yeah. Um, nobody else would have gotten COVID. Gobert stopped the world. Yeah. I mean, it's just they. <laughs> um, other day after they blew the twenty-seven point lead of the Clippers. Uh, oh, Mitchell Donovan said, Mitchell's quote was classic. It's like it's just this is just every year. It's, it's every, year. Thing. every year, same thing every year. It, which is true. Good point there, uh, Donovan. Zaga of the NBA. Um, now at this point, I'd like to take the time to say, you know, with the more jazz clips I've been watching, I kind of, I I think that Gobert could be used a lot more offensively, because in this league of switches, every single mismatch he gets, I feel like if he gets the ball in the post. It's a like a sixty five percent success rate at just turning the ball, turning to the hoop and scoring it. Um, yeah, that's true. He's he's pretty underused offensively, defensively. I think he's overrated, but offensively, I think that if Mitchell and Gobert were to get on the same page, they could, in fact, and you might think I, I'm going to say win a final series. No, I, I'm I was going to say they could, in fact, win a playoff series. There, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because Mitchell's be fed up at the end of the year. One of Mitchell's fed up, and it's going to be Gobert because you're not going to give up. A star like Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell has the player. Um, he he has the hype around him. He has the fandom in the in the area, which Gobert. I don't think even anyone's a fan of. No. I think the only people that own Gobert jerseys, they have it either ironically or are like white dads or in the like Utah family, area, family who members. are just yeah, family, uh, French people maybe. Gobert's but even dad. even the French, French people, people don't, don't claim like him. him. That's like, why I only said family. Like remember remember um, like his aunt might have his jersey. Remember when Zaza Pachulia was like top five in all-star voting because yeah, he had whole, a whole country behind the him. The whole country state of Georgia. Gobert, he's an all-star level talent. He's he's worthy of starting the playoff. He's the, in the best all-star. French player in the NBA. Yeah. And no, nobody, he wasn't even close. Nobody cares. To, to high in Andrew the all-star Wiggins voting. Not even close. That just shows you how bad his brand is and how much no one likes him. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's just no. No. All right. Who no do you to, have, no who do you have coming out of the West? Uh, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I was going to say. there's They're just too good. I, like, I don't. These teams are all good in the West, but Phoenix is just on a completely whole other level. I think I somehow. Think this is, this, this is your, their year to win it, or I don't think they win it. I think there are. These are teams that could beat them. I don't think the Warriors can beat them. No. I think the Nuggets somehow could beat them. That is I, like this is going to be crazy to say, but the team that I can only see beating them is if Clippers? the Clippers go crazy. And Kawhi, I think Kawhi is like prime Kawhi. PG's out there doing PG stuff. Everybody else is strapping up, taking their role. That's the only team I can see beating Phoenix. I could see I could see the Nuggets that, or like, the Clippers. The way the bracket will be um, set up, the Clippers at the seventh seed, they could meet in the conference finals. Yeah. Um, Maybe we're just way overvaluing the Clippers, and that's very possible. We don't know completely how we don't Kawhi know. will be. Okay, but the, I put what it this we've way. seen from PG and what we're hearing about Kawhi in our circles and spheres, it's very possible that they could be a team to be reckoned with. I actually had this conversation earlier today. This is why I'm absurdly confident oh, yeah? in Kawhi's abilities, that Go he's ahead. ready. Go ahead. Kawhi had a workout, I think, two days ago in front of the media. He, he could get yeah, it. He could get un, in. That's very unkawai of him. He could get in any gym in the state of California, and say, "I'm Kawhi. 
have no one in this gym. I'm going to work out. And they'd right. say, okay. And they'd right. evacuate the building for Kawhi to work out by himself. He decided to work out while the media was there. Kawhi's a calculated guy. All the, By all accounts, they said he was looking great. What, what was the wave that he did when he walked in? Though? It was like two. No, it wasn't even that. He had like two L's up. He was yeah. Like, hey. That was it was weird, but we'll put the video in. You know, you know Kawhi. Yeah, he walked in and he he gave an odd salutation to all the media if members. You want to look it up on Twitter for a quick laugh? Go ahead. Yeah, you it's could. Like, it's it pretty wasn't easily a findable. Any other like he, it's another case of Kawhi trying to be normal and like cool. Yeah, and like he just put up like four fingers. And I think Kawhi's people, cool. People are like, what is that? He's I a think fun Kawhi's, guy. He's a fun guy. I would love to have one of those shirts. Kawhi's Kawhi's New Balance line. He has a shirt that just says "fun guy." Great shirt. Yeah, he's yeah, he's hilarious. Um. But yeah, no, I'm pretty confident that Kawhi is going to be good. Um, we will see. Yeah, not to mention, um, other day Kawhi was asked, or Kawhi was asked, so he had the opportunity, he could have signed a one-year deal this year, and then signed a five-year Supermax this offseason. That'd be super for Kawhi. I don't know why, that's just how it works. But instead, he... he 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 missed out on thirty million extra dollars to take a four year regular max last offseason. He was asked why he did that. You know why he did that? Why? Because he didn't want to have to worry about playing it safe when it came to next year's playoffs. Um, worry about getting re injured if he did the one year deal. Because if he got re injured, then he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to take that five year super max insurance. He took the four year deal because he wanted to to be able to take the risk of playing in this playoffs. And I think he sees. How good this roster is! How good they're playing together! How how well Tyron Lewis done this year as far as making and making sure everybody is playing the right way. That he sees potential in this roster, and he sees a wide open West. I mean, aside from Phoenix, it's it's, it's, it's almost debatable. wide open. It's almost it's almost wide open. Like um, to keep it short and simple, we've seen what Kawhi does when he doesn't trust an organization. That's right. Now we're seeing what he's doing when he does. I know. Shout out to Steve Ballmer. He's he's dudes doing something. Steve Ballmer. That's right. What a guy. Okay. He's loud. Yeah. Okay. You ready for winning time? I think it's time. Time for winning time. Time for winning time. Okay, let's win. All right. Um obviously a great episode. Is that the fourth episode? Yet again. Uh yes, I believe so. It's gotta be a fourth episode. Um at least. we saw the first game. As we hinted at, the uh, the the Kareem hook shot and the famed I mean, magic hug. I know. Um, I thought it could have been ex- that that could have been executed a little bit better. A little bit, but it's whatever. Um, the, the, like the basketball has exceeded my expectations. I'll say that. I knew it was gonna be this good. Okay, fine. I did, and you can you know I'm telling the truth because I did. You did. The fir- literally the first trailer I saw. I sent it to my dad and Chase, who are very tough critics, and I was like, this is going to be insane. I'm so excited for this. This is going to be awesome. And they were like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Well, it was like very, very low floor, very, very high ceiling. It could have been anywhere. And you're going to bring up the actors and all that, but whatever. Well, basketball shows today are horrible. I saw that it was being produced by Adam McKay. HBO was doing it. I saw John C. Riley was going to be in it. And I saw who they had playing Kareem and Magic. And I said, okay, this is going to be awesome. I mean, straight up. Yeah. So, yeah, but crazy ending the episode with um, McKinney. I mean, I, I I had to look it up to see if he died. He didn't die. In fact, uh, he suffered serious injuries. And do, do you want me to tell you what happens? Like what he, what he has to like, what he, what he has? No. You don't want me to tell you? No. Okay, I'm going to spoil it then. I'm going to watch Winning Time and find out. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited for Jason Segal to take over, especially seeing the power dynamic as right now he's what had we've seen like him, he's going to push over. Total. Yeah. And that's not true. Per episode, um, two lines. That's not true. It is. It's not even a little bit true. He's had oh. a lot of lines. He's just been seen as a pushover, the dynamic like with him and the line. teammates. Yeah. I Maybe. But, like, he's just been seen as this pushover that no one really respects. Magic Johnson's first time seeing him uh, – or, no – who was it? John C. Riley's first time seeing him. He thought he was like a bellboy or something like that. He tried to tip him and yeah. say, bring these, bring these uh, bags to the room. Yeah. And um, he hasn't like at all cemented that he knows basketball. Yeah. I mean, which evidently he does. Like, you know, McKinney Clearly would have brought him does. out of LaSalle yeah. to, you know, be in this yeah. role. Um, 
But yeah, I'm. I also he's just a great actor in my opinion. I I every scene that he's in, I enjoy it. Um, but yeah, he's like every scene he's in, he just looks nervous and like he's in the wrong place. Which can, can't you imagine? Which is very funny and just like relatable. Super like, relatable. He was at LaSalle a month ago and now he's coaching he was, the Lakers. He was fired from LaSalle. He wasn't fired. He just left. No, he said they said he was fired. Um, he he had to be a teacher. He was still under contract. He oh, he was fired as, as the basketball coach. Yeah. yeah, but they they wouldn't have him on the staff unless he taught to, as well. Yeah, and then he became and there's teacher hating life. Phil McKinney gets gets this job. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he is gonna get. I, I don't know if he's gonna get fired or not. Maybe he gets demoted um, for Pat Riley eventually. But he does have this year and the next year as head coach. Um, like it's also funny to see Pat Riley in this role that he is now, and just like knowing him, slowly now. seeing the character arc come to fruition. I think like that's something see, that they're gonna do wrong because it, they probably will. Because like you see Chick Hearn, I feel like the broadcasting stuff is a little stretched. Like I don't think Chick Hearn was just like shut up the whole time. I don't know, dude. He, he I mean, that's a guy. He's a Hall of Famer. He know. I think he knew. He thought of himself as okay. I know exactly how to get this done, and this guy doesn't yeah. know squat, so I'm just gonna make sure he knows that I run the show here, and I'm gonna make sure he doesn't talk too much. But I personally don't think that Pat Riley was that unsure of himself at that age. Right. I don't think he was overly confident, but I also think that he was self-respecting enough to to realize go, his worth. Yeah, and go about things not in this way that they're showing him yeah. go about things. Would you, do you think that he likes the show? Pat? Yeah. No. No? Just I think like everything I've heard about him, I think he thinks it's bullshit. I don't know. And I wouldn't be surprised if he hasn't watched an episode. Do you think Kareem's watching an episode? No. Magic's one million percent watching Magic episode. has it on repeat in his office. <laughs> like that's that's like it's on repeat. Do you think Jeannie Buss is watching an episode? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Her and Magic probably watch it together. Probably have, they probably have watch parties. Sunday night, Magic's hey, get like, Jeannie, you coming over here? Am I going over there? Let's, let's, you know, let's get some popcorn. What are we ordering? I'll bring the candy. Yeah. Candy. Yeah. Magic candy guy? Magic's fit nowadays with his Peloton right on his yacht. He might you like some jujubes every once in a while. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe Is not. Magic's more of a sour guy or just like... Oh, Magic loves the sour. You think? 100%. I feel like that's him. Like, you know, yeah, you know, Magic sour. lives on the edge. Magic's like Sour Patch Extreme Me, boys. He's like every time. That's right. Um, yeah, I personally, <laughs> I saw, and this is after last episode. Kareem, he he turned the corner. Um, you know, with the team, like we saw him yeah. take more of a leadership role. He was being more energetic around the guys. He was being overall more warm. He said to team his teammates, on three. "Yeah, he, that was huge." Well, he was also buying in to the way that they should be playing, and then we saw them go on a win streak. Um, but him and Magic got into like a fist fight, almost. It wasn't. Yeah, it was. A it was. It was it an was, argument. Screaming. They match. Sh- they shoved each other. Yeah. And Kareem was the first one to take it to fisticuffs. But um, the next day, I saw, I got an ESPN alert about Kareem, and I was really early in the morning. It was. Kareem apologizes for, and I got really excited because I thought it was going to be about winning time, but it was actually some kind of out of context thing that he said about LeBron that was deemed disrespectful. Yeah, and he was apologizing about that. But I got really excited for a second. Um, but I'm honest; I'm really waiting for someone to come out and like put out a statement about how they feel about winning time because they're not holding back at all. Yeah, and they're not playing it safe. I'm surprised there hasn't been anything yet, I except for like- Jerry West. Jerry Don't forget West Jerry West. Yeah. You, you remember that? That was in our yeah, – yeah. we talked about that. Um, of course it was Jerry West, uh, which I kind of like the role that Jerry West has shown in nowadays. Uh, he, 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 um, he basically got the Sam Perkins deal done himself, which um, in a few years he'll, he will actually be the GM. Um, Jerry West went on to have one of the most successful executive careers in NBA history. Yeah, Jerry West is the mafia don of the NBA, and Pat Riley's one below him. Ah, uh, that's not true. Not he even. Is. That's not. That's not a good. No, that's not a good comparison. All right. Jerry West does not have any mafia donness about himself. He's just overall a basketball mind. He doesn't like. I just think he's one of the like he's one of the more influential voices in like higher circles. He's amazing at recognizing talent. He's so yeah. He's amazing at putting teams together. That doesn't mean he's a mafia don. What? 
I just what, I know didn't what? I didn't mean it like that. I was I meant like he's You like, meant like he's like one of the He's, he's upper like, echelon. You mean like he's on the Mount Rushmore? He's like yes. he's a blue yeah. blood of NBA executives. Yes, it's like oh that's yeah. Jerry, you got Jerry West now. Oh good, cool. Yeah, Jerry West. He put together that he was the he, he put together the Warriors team. Yeah, he obviously was with the Lakers for a very long time. He's um, with the Clippers right now, right? Clippers right now. Special advisor. Some sort of advisor. He's title. not. He's not looking for day to day roles. No, he's, he's too. He's too accomplished no, for that. He's, got, um, he's trying to hit play golf every day. And evidently, West has done an extremely good job with this Clippers team, who has Clear. every single person they've gotten has overperformed his their expectations. Yeah, straight up, um, they just have pieces on pieces on pieces, and that shows you how good at recognizing talent. Like that's like almost heat level, and you know who the Heat have? Get Pat Riley. Here. It all it all connects in the end. It oh, all yeah. connects. Winning time. Winning time. Already, I think that about does it. Yeah. For today's episode. I think that was a good episode. Um, we would like to give a shout out to our sponsors, Shoes and Naps. Make sure to wear some shoes and take a nap. Don't take a nap with shoes on, though. That's kind of weird. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, they work well, but not together. Alrighty. We thank you for listening. And as always, goodbye. Peace out. It's Born for the Court Podcast!